are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Byer. The best in the business is back in business, talking about some college. The Devry Rewind, if you will. Joined by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian. Nate, how are we tonight? I love being part of the Devry Rewind, man. Uh, college football it is exciting week in and week out, just like the NFL. Um, and just so many more teams to you know try to stay uh, in the loop with. You know, you go through the NFL season, you're like, man. Wish there was more football. There is more football. You just got to watch on Saturdays. Sometimes you get to watch on Fridays, Thursdays. Thursdays. Heck, a Mac sometimes plays on Wednesdays. I mean, come on. You get football every single day except for Tuesdays. Yeah. I I love college football. Penn State's game last week, not the best. Crappy weather. I mean, lots of fumbling. It's hard to hold on to a wet football. It's hard it to is. hold on to a weird, you know, weird-ass football. As it is true. So the fact that these guys do it so much without fumbling, I give them credit. So, Nate, would you like to know what we're talking about today? I would, yeah. So we're switching it up a little bit. We're not going to be doing the Debbie Player of the Week and Small School Big Player on this platform anymore. Head on over to the Patreon for that. By the way, music for this greatest football game of all time, NCAA 14. That's what's up. So let's talk about the 2023 running back class. Everyone is saying it's going to be, dare I say, elite. The quarterback class, I don't think it's going to be as good as people think. It's going to be top-heavy with two players, even though the best one is on the outside looking in, in Kentucky's Will Levis. So let's see. Is it all it's cracked up to be, or or should you miss me with that? And what are the realistic expectations for these players, Nate? Let's get into it. You made a list. Your top five 2023 running backs – Let's get into it. Number one, who you got? Yeah, I mean, number one, this is like the easy number one. I mean, this is going to be most people's number one. Bajan Robinson, running back out of Texas. Uh, this is a player at six foot, 215 pounds that, you know, can really do it all. Um, run between the tackles, make people miss, uh, run through contact. And the way that he catches passes out of the backfield, but not only out of the backfield, also in the slot out wide um, just the all around workhorse capability that he has makes him, you know, the top running back coming out of this draft class. He's been the top running back of this draft class since he stepped on the field as a freshman, uh, you know, over two years ago at this point. And you're looking at a guy that's being comp to like the next Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the next Saquon Barkley. Uh, those are some of the comps being thrown around. You definitely not need to be paying attention to Bajan Robinson's name because this guy can do it all. He's probably going to be a first-round pick next year. And this is why the early 2023 first pick is, uh, is, is going to be so valuable because anywhere in the top three, four, maybe even five picks, uh, you're going to get a really, really good player that you would only have gotten maybe this year with Brees Hall. Um, maybe one of the wide receivers, but it's too, a little too early to say if one is – such an elite level okay perfect so Bijan number one that seems to be fairly consent consensus at this point obviously a lot of things could change between now and then what about number two yeah this is we're gonna start seeing a couple different people uh say a couple different things i've been saying jameer gibbs for for a long time now i've as my rb2 
And to start off the season, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, how he was looking. He did transfer from Georgia Tech to Alabama. You know, I thought it was an incredible move for his draft stock. He went from, you know, a likely day two pick to being at Alabama and being able to showcase his talents to, you know, maybe he has a chance to be in the first round. And through a couple games, didn't look too great. You know, he not that he was doing badly, but the volume was not there with Alabama. You know, they either were running over teams or they were actually kind of struggling against a team like Texas. But the receiving work has been there. And then this uh, past weekend, Jameer Gibbs decides, you know what, it's time for me to show up and show out with the Alabama uh, offense. And that he did once Bryce Young was hurt. Uh, this year, this week, uh, past weekend against Arkansas, he finished with 18 rushes for 206 yards. That is 11.4 yards per carry, two touchdowns, and then uh, two for 20 through the air as well. Um, just showing off some incredible explosiveness and game-changing ability. And through the air is actually where he really gets it done most of the time. So actually a pretty small game through the air for Jameer Gibbs. This is a guy that's going to be looked at similar to Alvin Kamara coming out. Um, and what he can do with the ball now in the big games he can give you. Uh, so far through five games for Alabama, Jameer Gibbs has 19 receptions, 207 yards, three touchdowns. Last year with Georgia Tech, 35 receptions, 465 yards. This is a guy that is one of the best pass-catching backs in all of college football. Yeah. Really saw him shine, too, in the last game when Bryce Young got hurt at Alabama. Jameer Gibbs, a lot. It's really good breakaway runs. So yeah. I think he's really going to translate. So number three. We've already talked about him. You would have heard that if you were a patron of ours, but Nate, inform us who this is. Yeah, this is a guy that I have pretty highly rated. Um, some other people might not even have him in the top five, but I think, you know, you look at his his production so far and how he's doing with his team. He's number three for me right now, and that is Sean Tucker. Uh, this guy who could potentially run a 4-2. I mean, we are talking – incredible speed college star in track and field and Sean Tucker has looked very good for the uh, Syracuse orange over the past couple years uh, through two years uh, in sophomore year, he really broke out and this is playing for a Syracuse team that is not that great and is often outmatched even in the ACC. So for a running back to do well production wise, it's always a good sign last year, Sean Tucker, 1,500 yards on the ground, 12 touchdowns for a 6.1-yard uh, average, 20 receiving yards, 255 um, receiving yards, 20 receptions, sorry. Um, started to show some of that receiving ability, and that's what he's really shown this year. He's really stepped up the receiving ability. He still has that huge breakaway speed. So far through only five games, he's already got 19 receptions, so one off from his career high of last year, 184 yards and a touchdown. Sean Tucker, he's one of those guys, if he sees green grass, he's going to take off and get a big, big play for your team. He's a game changer. I do think he's a day two pick next year, and I think he's a guy you want to get on your fantasy team because of that receiving ability. It sounds like a player who's going to do well in fantasy football. Yeah, so if, as long as he's not playing at Boise State. Hey, I like the running back over Boise State, Mike. You love Boise State. Well, I like George Holani too. Is he coming out this year? He is. We'll be yeah. talking about him. Well, we, where would you put him? I mean, he's not on this list, but do you think he's like a day two, day three guy? Oh, he's, he's probably a day three guy. I mean, he's probably going to be one of those guys I love that ends up being an undrafted free agent. We'll see how he finishes the season. He started out really strong. Quick little side sideway on uh, George Holani here, running back out of Boise State. Uh, started out really strong as a freshman, sophomore. Dealt with some injuries, though. 
Um, hasn't really been back to full speed and, and consistent like he used to be. Uh, but he stayed in college another year. He's a senior this year. And despite a slow start for the first two or three games, uh, the Boise offense is starting to find itself. And George Hodlani starting to look good. Let's see how he finishes up conference play. And one last note on Sean Tucker. Last game versus Wagner. Yes. 23 carries, 232 yards. So he's averaging 10.1 yards per carry and three touchdowns. Well, it's only against Wagner. Then you do it. You can only play, you can play, man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before we move on, just want to remind everybody of our newest sponsor, Dr. Squatch. Some of the best soaps out there. All natural, made for men especially. But ladies, you can smell like pine tar too. So the link is in the description. Go check it out. Hit us up. We love what we're hearing. You'll hear more about that in our next episode. But for right now, Nate is going to go to number four on his list. And this is a guy who started at TCU, correct? And there's a lot of people in the Debbie community that were kind of all over the place about him. Nate, you have him in your top five. So please tell me why. Yeah, Zach Evans, you know, this is a guy that has had some red flags throughout his college career with uh, recruiting, with transferring, a couple of different things, disagreements maybe with the coaching staff at TCU. But ultimately those aren't huge deals, deal breakers or anything like that. And the athletic talent is there and he has the, the breakaway speed and athletic ability to really make some big plays. The receiving is going to be in question. Um, so far in his career, his best receiving, it was 10 receptions, 130 yards and a touchdown. You know, didn't get to really be used that way at TCU. Hasn't really been used that way at Ole Miss either when we thought he might. So there might be a trend there that, Hey, maybe Zach Evans is more of a one and two down back. Um, just because he's fast doesn't mean he can catch passes. Um, but he is fast and he can run, and we know that. Um, his first two years, albeit in the Big Ten, but the Big Ten defense, I mean Big 12, the Big 12 say. defenses are getting better, not quite Big Ten defenses, though. Um, Big 12 is fun, by the way. It is fun, you know. Yes. I like it. I like watching Big 12. And TCU, you know, they had a, a decent offense throughout the last two years, and Zach Evans – uh, over seven yards per carry each year. Um, some big, big yardage, you know, per game. But overall, didn't really have that many attempts. Never broke 100 attempts in a season. Um, he's over halfway there so far this year with 68 attempts for 389 yards, five touchdowns. Um, he is slightly down at a 5.7 yards per carry, but he is in the SEC now, a bit different than the Big 12. I still think Zach Edmonds has enough to be a top five running back, but I will say, of any of these top five guys, he is the most likely to fall out of my top five. I'm keeping him here because of where he was coming into the season, but I'm not a huge Zach Evan fan to start off with. And he's actually being outplayed right now by a true freshman, Ole Miss um, Judkins. So Quinchon Judkins, Quinchon Judkins, we know him and he is playing very, very well right now. So we'll see what happens with Zach Evans the rest of the season. Um, he might not even be in my top five by the end of it. Shout out to uh, Brandon Lejeune for turning me on to Quinchon Judkins. I think I have him in every Debbie league I'm in because right. of Brandon. So um, it's important that, you know, when you trust someone, the like guy trusts Brandon, I trust Nate, Kevin Coleman, another great Debbie guy, Debbie analyst that I trust as well, even though he never texts me back. So I have to ask somebody else for advice, um, you know, trust these guys. But yeah, I have no Quinchon Judkins. 
So it's a hard name to say, I'll be honest. Quinchon Judkins. I can say Quinchon. I can't say Judkins. Um, but there's another guy at Old Miss. He's now at Miami, and that's Henry Parrish. He's a guy I like, too, when I was doing some scouting for Old Miss last year. So um, I don't know if he's eligible this year or not. Kind of just a name to keep an eye on. Let me ask you this, Nate, before we move on and get to number five. No, you know what? Let's do number five first because that would just spoil everything. Number five, could Zach Evans do what number five on your list did and return for a senior season? Do you think that's a possibility if his stats aren't there? He could, but also at the same time, Zach Evans from all accounts seems like a player who is already has had his eyes on the NFL and has had his eyes on the NFL since his freshman year when he started doing well with TCU. So I think Zach Evans is going to be looking far more, far too much at the NFL to go back for another year, especially to a team that he just transferred to. I don't know if there's any real, um, you know, not trying to doubt his passion. I'm not trying to get it all into his head, but you know, I don't know if he's looking at this more like a job or if he's looking at, Hey, Ole Miss is like my favorite college, you know, he transferred there. He's looking to play football and he wants to play football at the highest level in the NFL. So I don't really think that uh, Zach Evans is a candidate to do that. There's actually a guy who didn't not make my top five, who I do think is a candidate to do that. And I'll go ahead and let you know that's Tank Bigsby. He is not on this top five. Tank Bigsby, I think, is going to look at his season, see it's a little underwhelming for the NFL, and he's going to be coming back next year as a senior. Whether that's at Auburn, that is the big question because I don't think it should be. He should have transferred. He should have transferred already. I said it all offseason. Tank Bigsby will transfer this offseason coming up. And he will find a nice home. He will do well. And he will be uh, a back-end top five running back in next year's draft class. But in this year's draft class, at RB5, I have Zach Charbonnet, who was a guy we talked about last year being in the top five. Loved him. And went back for a season. I was upset with that at first. I'm still a little upset with it. I do think Zach Charbonnet has gotten a little bit better. But he could be getting better in the NFL right now. And honestly, I think he would have had less competition in last year's draft class. Be quite honest, by this point, he might have already been the RB2 in this year's draft class. He might have, um, depending on landing spot, he might have actually been looked at by the end of the training camp preseason as a higher uh, value pick than Kenneth Walker. I think Zach Charbonnet has that kind of ceiling. He's going to be in a bit tougher of a running back class than the 2023 draft class. But Zach Charbonnet, you know, this is a guy that started out in Michigan did very well at Michigan his freshman year. Um, 149 attempts, 726 yards, 11 touchdowns as a true freshman in the Big Ten. Um, last year, he, he transferred to UCLA after his sophomore season after, for some reason, Jim Harbaugh decided to stop using Zach Charbonnet. Um, I would have transferred too. Went to UCLA playing for Chip Kelly. Uh, you know, you're wondering how's he going to look in a totally different style offense. He actually looked great. Um 1,100 yards last year, 13 touchdowns, 5.6 yards per carry, 24 receptions. You know, this is a guy he, we now know that he can catch the ball and look pretty good, uh, thanks to Chip Kelly. So far this year, he's looking pretty good again, averaging 6.4 yards per carry, already up to five touchdowns, 11 receptions. Zach Charbonnet is going to be a guy that you're going to want in your team because at six foot one, 220 pounds, he can really do it all. He's got the size, going to be a day two pick next year. I think he's going to look really good at the beginning part of your second round rookie draft. I agree. Hey, he could have been getting better in the NFL. He could have also been the next Chuba Hubbard, who, you know, great collegiate career. I think he had over 2,000 yards rushing in one season, something like that. Now he's stuck. 
behind Christian McCaffrey and Dante Foreman. Yep. So I think what happened is he went to the, the what is it, the draft committee, whatever they call it. Probably didn't like what he heard and he decided to come back. Hey, if that's the worst thing that happens and you get a degree, yeah, he's doing okay. So, but uh, I like Zach Charbonnet a lot too. I'm excited. I'm excited for him to come out. And you answered the question I put on the show sheet. Um, you know, why no Tank Bigsby? I get it. Looking at Tank Bigsby, he's averaging 4.7 yards per carry, four touchdowns through five games. Yuck. Yeah. Just, just yuck, man. Auburn does not look good at all. No, I don't, I don't think Tank is, is bad or anything. Um, he's really good. You know, he's actually having a pretty similar season to last year. But the thing is, it's just kind of like a slightly above average season. And when you're looking as an NFL team, you're looking at the college guys, you know, you want to see someone do really well. You want to see someone dominate. You want to see someone flash some game changing ability. And we just haven't seen that with Dank yet. You know, we've just kind of been kind of whelmed. So with this little sneak peek here, can we say still 2023 first round picks are greater than everything? <laughs> I don't know about greater than everything, but if you need running backs, this is the class to get your running backs. Last year's class was the class to get wide receivers. If you need running backs and you don't need 2022 fantasy points, the 2023 first round picks, they're going to be there for you. Yeah, they are. It's going to be great. You know, and, and just to, you know, give some a bit more value to these names, you know, they're still just names. You know, I can tell you how good they are, but they're still just names to you until I say John Robinson is going to be drafted. And as soon as he's drafted, in the first round, he's going to be a top five dynasty running back. And then as soon as Jameer Gibbs is drafted, he's going to be a top 10 dynasty running back. And then as soon as Sean Tucker, Zach Evans, Zach Charbonnet, these other guys get drafted, they're going to be top 20, uh, top 24 dynasty running backs. We're about to see a switch over. There's a lot of older running backs. You know, you, you can name a lot from, I think it was that 2017 draft class. Um, you know, you got the Alvin Kamara, you got Melvin Gordon, you got Zeke, you got a lot of these guys that are, you know, in their second contract, but they're starting to be outplayed by the guys behind them. And 2023 could be the year that a lot of these teams decide, hey, we can, you know, these guys can be cut casualties and we can re-up with a rookie contract and a young, explosive running back. It's a bunch of them in this class. One last question before we go. Let's um let's play into one of Brandon Lejeune's fantasies. What if Bijan Robinson gets drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles? They don't resign Miles Sanders. They draft Bijan Robinson. How would you feel about him then? You know, I think that's pretty good. We've seen Miles Sanders do pretty well this year. You know, you're always going to be a little upset that Jalen Hurts is going to vulture some touchdowns. But uh, overall, based on Sanders' usage this year, I'd be uh, moderately happy with it. Based on Sanders' usage last year, I would not be happy with it. But um, at this point, I'd be, I'd say that's like a solid landing spot, not an ideal landing spot. But I wouldn't say it's as bad as maybe some other people may make it out to be. Great. So there you go. There's one example of how these guys could be a top 12 dynasty running back, top five, top 10, even right out of the gate. Fantastic. So I do not have anything else to add. Nate, thank you for the sneak peek into the 2023 rookie running back class. But before we head out, want to just remind everybody, where did you put my ad stuff? Here we go. Head on over to underdog fantasy, a 100% price match. I'm sorry, 100% deposit match up to $100 using promo code Rewind. SeatGeek, more than just sporting events, use promo code Dynasty Rewind for $20 off your first purchase. 
Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rio. We cordially invite you to join the best community in fantasy football, now offering a 10% discount for yearly memberships. And VerdianGlobal.com. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynasty Rio merch. It is comfy. It fits good. Looks good. Slaps. So until next time, everybody, for my co-host, Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. <laughs>